you have reached the I'm Dealing With broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Thank you for taking the time to listen as we discuss many topics that men deal with on a daily basis. We're going to go through, deal with, and heal together. Stay tuned as we get right into the topic. Let's go. This is Sean, your host. Welcome to the I'm Dealing With broadcast. Hey, TGIF, the grind includes Friday, right? <laughs> I have with me Trey, man. Uh, uh, we're going to be going through a few things today. How you doing, Trey? How's things going with you? I'm doing good. It's hot out, hot out here in Corona, so, you know, trying to stay inside, <laughs> especially with the coronavirus also. Oh, right, yeah, right. Make sure y'all wear your mask out there. <laughs> right? It's supposed to be, uh, was it 104 today or something like that? Yeah, it's crazy. It looks like we're in Arizona right now. I don't know, right? We're all connected. <laughs> Yeah, thank God it's not Arizona. Shoot, I'm about to evaporate, right? <laughs> yeah, all these water bottles are going on in the back of my car right now. I'm about to throw them away. They're getting too hot. Right <laughs> God. Yeah, guys. So, yeah, we will get right into the topic again. Uh, I'm Sean, your host. And again, I have Trey with me. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the topic of uh, for men. When is enough enough? I mean, when is enough enough? I mean, it's, it depends on what part of life you're in. Because it, it really could be a, a number of things. It could just be your relationships. It could be finances. You know, it could just be uh, friends and family. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of points where enough is enough, and you just don't know where to go. That's <laughs> right. what I feel like. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, I tell you what. Yeah, we're going to dive right into this. You know, when is enough enough? So let's start. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Let's start with uh, let's start with the job. Okay, so you're going through a situation on your job uh you know how it is uh where you you know either you're getting bypassed um you've applied to you know and i know you've experienced it already Mm -hmm. you know you've applied to move up to go to different things to go to that next level and all that kind of stuff i mean and you keep getting bypassed um whether it's even looking for a job and you keep bypassed i mean uh how do you handle it you know um you know because some people just throw in a towel, they tap out real quick. You know, what? how do you handle it and, and say, you know, you don't say, you know, this is a straw that breaks the camel's back and I'm out, but you mm-hmm. hang in there or whatever that is. I mean, what is it that causes you to not say, you know, enough? You know, I think, I think in the beginning when, when you start to get looked past, you know, the one, the one time or the second time, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you kind of get discouraged, but it's like, okay, maybe it was just the first two, but you know, me, I've done it a couple of times, about five or six times. And then you start thinking like, is it me or is it mm-hmm. the job? Mm-hmm. And that's when you have to decide, is this job right for me? Mm. And you know, it's, it's hard. It's really hard of a choice to think about because the second you leave with the, you know, the second time you do leave, and you say, this job isn't for me, that's when they want to call you and say, oh, well, we would try to give you the position. Mm-hmm. So then you have to figure out, well, are they telling the truth or are they just not want me to leave so they can keep my money low? Because, you know, we have, we have families to feed out here. We can't be messing around and not providing for our families because mm-hmm. they don't want us to move up in the world. You right, know? right. So you have to take it in your own hands. You can't let somebody else decide your fate for you. Wow, yeah. I, I know because... Uh, you know, it's tough because I, I know a lot of people, a lot of you men. Now, I'll talk to you men out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of you out there are, um, you know, ready to throw in the towel 
on especially dealing with the job aspect let's just say you're trying to move up or better yet you're just trying to land a job because of the layoffs you know Mm -hmm. the furloughs and things of that sort so it's you know what do you tell uh that man who's at the point where like going you know enough's enough you know forget it i'm tapping out on this i'm just gonna chill i'm not gonna do anything i'm not gonna do nothing at all what do you tell that man uh who is trying to progress but uh they're hitting walls what do you tell them um well the first thing i think that's most important like i said before is do you love that job mm-hmm. now if you if you're there just because of the money that's when you have to start thinking about is this right for me because mm-hmm. if i, I love see i work for the city of red Rhine, so mm-hmm. i love that job for me so I know that there's been a couple of times where they bypass me, but I love that job enough to where I just think about, okay, what can I do better the next time? So this does not happen. Mm-hmm. So they have no choice but to mm-hmm. hire me. And that's why I think I would, what I would tell that person is, do you love that job? Because if you don't love that job, then it isn't for you. Okay. Now what about should, the one that's looking? Now the one he, that's looking? Yeah. You know, what do you tell that person who is really, they're looking, you know, they don't have a, they don't have, you know, a, 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 a pot to piss in, you know, uh, you know, they're really, uh, you know, looking for that next gig. I mean, how what do you say to that person who just wants to just give up on even looking? What do you what do you tell that person? For me, there's no option. There is no time <laughs> to give up, especially if you like I said, if you have a family, there is no yeah, time to give yeah. up. You can't just say, oh, well, I just forget it. I can't get the job. You have to for me, I, since I'm I'm still young, like ever mm-hmm. since I was I turned 18, I made different options for me. I didn't just pick one one way to get to where I want to go. Mm-hmm. So there was no quitting for me. So that's why I've never been out of a job more than a month mm-hmm. max. Mm-hmm. I know my, some of my family members come to me, oh, I've been in out of a job for months. How do you do it? I'm like, I stay consistent. Mm-hmm. There's no days off for me. If I don't have a job, then I'm not doing something right. Grind, y'all, grind. grind. That's the only way you're going to get where you're going to be. That's mm-hmm. why I make no excuses for myself. If anything happens to me, I always blame myself. Mm. Never blame anybody else because people in this world do not care about your feelings, none of that. They're going to take advantage of you if they can. So what I just heard is, I just heard, maybe you guys just heard it, but what I just heard is you actually blame yourself for not moving forward if you don't move forward. Yes. You, the first thing you do, you don't look for somebody else to blame, mm-hmm. but you look at yourself. Yep, because the second that you blame somebody else, that's what you're going to continuously do no matter mm, what. Y'all hear that? And it starts to show, like, even <laughs> the places that you do work when you do get, because I have coworkers now that tell me, oh, I don't think they want to hire me. I don't think they want to do this. And they show it while they're at work. Mm-hmm. And then when I get around my bosses, then they talk about them. Mm. See, for me, they have nothing to say, nothing but good about me. Right. Even if I, they have bypassed me, I'm like, okay, next time I'm going to do this, I'm going to show you I can do it. Mm-hmm. And there's no excuse. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, man, man, you know, we can go all kind of different directions. Okay. So, uh, so since you're talking about that now, you like a job, um, let's say you love your job. So men, you, you love your job, whether you're, you're a plumber, electrician, a stockbroker, mm-hmm. an investor, a real estate agent, whatever that is. And you want to move up, but it seems like you've been blocked. Um, and you almost want to stop uh, let's just say interviewing for moving up or applying for that next position. Uh, what would you say to actually encourage that person to not throw in the towel on uh, progression within in, uh, uh, a job that they actually love? Um, as far as progressing in the position that you have, I think 
what you got to do is find your weaknesses. Find mm-hmm. your weaknesses. So, like I, I like said, it. so there's no way for you not to get that position. And I would say stay consistent. Like, for me, like, even though there could be days where it's tough, like, I've already worked five days. Anytime I see a, uh, an opportunity on the trade board to take somebody else's spot for that day because they're not there or they call me saying somebody's not here, I always take it. So what I'm hearing is watch out, slackers. You got to get your spot taken. (laughs) I don't care how tired I am. I feel like the more I do, the more they're going to like me and the more more chance I can have my chance for dress. So Mm -hmm. I think it's crucial to just go all out as much as you can. Man. Okay. So you said that. So what what is your age right now? I'm 25. You're 25. So you guys hear that because I know uh, a lot of the demographic. Uh, that listens to the broadcast is right around that age and higher, um, a little bit lower, but you know, around that age and higher. So you're listening to a 25 year old talking about the grind and what it takes to persevere and move up and stay consistent. Now, with that being said, you're about to do something you've never done before. And, <laughs> <laughs> and without going into the detail of what that uh, entails, talk about what you as a man have had to do because you're about to get your own place okay and you're moving out this weekend to get Mm -hmm. your own place um so talk to me about the mindset that you have to have um you know again we're talking about the topic of when is enough enough Mm -hmm. because you've had to look at several places and either they turned you down or they didn't or it wasn't right. You know, and sometimes, again, people sometimes give up on looking. They give up on, well, I'll just stay here. You know, forget it. There's nothing out there. I mean, uh, talk about some of the different bumps in the road that you've had to uh, and then all the changes that you're making to prepare yourself for what's to come. Uh, I would say for, you know, looking for homes and things like that. There's been a lot. I would say more than jobs, there's been a lot of times where I just wanted to quit. I was, <laughs> some of these places, because I, mind you, I have great credit. Truth. I have everything. <laughs> that is true. Some of these places, they, they're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They, they would say, oh, you know, the rent could be 25, but they want six grand to move in. Yep. Like who, who especially in this time, in this quarantine, who has the money for that? <laughs> right. Sitting there, sitting in the So, I mean, you know, just going through that and needing the space for, you know, my family and things like that. It's just hard just to not give up. Mm-hmm. Because so many people turn you down. Because there's not that many options, depending on the city that you live in, there could be not that many options based on your budget. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it all comes down to having the right mindset, like I said, and making sure, like, you just know what you're doing. You can't come out there looking looking blind. If nobody if nobody in your family or your parents has never told you, you need to figure it out for yourself. That's mm-hmm. what I've always done since I was little. Like, if nobody showed me, I'm going to find out on my own, so I'm not stuck on my own. Mm. You know, so that's what I did, and... Luckily, it's crazy. The the place I did find, I woke up one morning at 6 a.m. I was like, I'm going to do this now because if I don't do it now, I won't do it for the rest of the day. So mm-hmm. getting up and doing that. And, you know, when I saw that, I was like, wow, this place might be the one. So I told <laughs> I told your daughter, I said, I think I might have found a place. I'm going to go up there today. And, you know, we went up there, figured it out, figured out the numbers and things like that. And it was all good. Signed the papers, got, you know, accepted. And they're on out. So now, but what have you had to do now? Now, now, okay, so let's just say now the ink is dry. Yeah. You know, and many of you young men, um, maybe you've lived with your parents, grandparents, maybe other family, friends, whatever. But now that you have to do it all yourself, you know, you're, you're about to do something completely new. 
something you haven't done before because you've always relied, I'm not going to say relied, but, mm-hmm. you know, really kind of yeah. relied on others. It, it, you know, the spice is there, the pans are there, everything's mm-hmm. there. And now you have to do it all yourself. Now, some people would get out there or get to the point to where they realize, wait, you mean I have to buy my own iron board? I have to buy my own iron? Mm-hmm. I mean, just the basic stuff. They go, oh, man, forget it. I'm done. So what have you had to do to get rid of, to throw the thought out of, you know, enough of this to where you've had to, okay, so if I'm going to succeed in doing this, mm-hmm. what have you started, what kind of foundations have you started laying? Well, before I say that, for all your young listeners, because I know I'm talking <laughs> to a man right here that has his own place, you better start budgeting your money <laughs> because none of this stuff is cheap. When you see your parents go to the store, you might think like you're only spending $100, but trust me, the moment you have to get your own place, even if it's a small studio, you have to buy everything. You might right. get lucky and have a refrigerator. That's one if you're lucky. <laughs> That's oh true. my gosh, we are so lucky. We had one. I mean, I have another one in the garage, but luckily they have a better one. So I would say buckling down and knowing your finances. That's what mm-hmm. you guys do. And I, think, I mean, I've done that mostly my entire life. I've always had my own credit, have my own money since I was the age of 14. So I've kind of figured out how to do that. But I would just say more budgeting and knowing what you need to spend on what you don't need. Because you know, I know, like, people, like I said before, some of you, some of the younger viewers here, um, when, you, when you live with your parents, it's kind of like you feel like you have free money. Mm-hmm. Even though you might have, like, a cell phone be here, you don't really experience being on your own and having to do everything by yourself until you move out. Mm. So I think for me, for you to be prepared, if you do have your parents in your life that actually care for you, go and sit down and talk with them and let them explain to you how it is to live on your own. Because I don't want you to go out there, like I said, blind. Ahead, most testify, of you, Trey. Most testify. Of you, you, you're lucky also, too, like being in a relationship and moving out. It's a little bit easier, but it's still tough. At the same time, that's another topic for another day. Mm-hmm. You know, but just being by yourself. Because once you move out, yeah, you still might have your parents, but you're really on your own. Everything is responsible by you. True. So you're, you have to take your own responsibilities and do everything you need to do mm-hmm. for it to work. Because mm-hmm. if you don't do that... You can look at some tough times. You don't <laughs> want to not pay that rent on time. I'm telling you that right now. That's not a game. Wow, wow, wow. You guys heard that, man. And this is from, you know, somebody who's 25. And, you know, what, talk, talk to those who feel like, you know, why do I have to move out? Why do, why, why do I uh, have to? I mean, it's all good right now. It's all gravy. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to the the ones who actually uh, take it for granted that just to say, yeah, you're you're leaving to go do something to accomplish something for you and your family, but then you have those who feel that they're entitled to uh, everything that they currently have, like they earned it, mm-hmm. and they're taking advantage of it in the wrong way, not taking advantage of it to where they're like, you know, I might as well enjoy this time now and start stacking up my money for what's to come. Mm-hmm. versus I'm just going to get everything I want and, you know, and y'all need to provide everything else for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so talk to those people. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, like, uh, and we're all guilty of it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we are. Is, we all, when we all have <laughs> we the are, money, we're like, I'm we going to buy this and buy that. I don't have to pay for nothing else. Right. But the thing is, like, you have to realize, I mean, it also comes down to, like, what is your mindset? Right. Because right. for me, it was as soon as I turned 18, even though I was 18, I was like, at some point, I don't want to be living in mom's house. It's not, it's not because... I want my own spot. <laughs> you know, it's not because like the normal teenager thing, oh, I just want to do whatever I want. It's the more of the fact, I want to be a man of my own. I want my family members and my kids to see, oh, I did this when I was young. I don't have mm-hmm. to wait till I'm 30 years old to move out. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous to me. 
Mm. If you don't have it together by at least around my age, 25, there's something really wrong. What are you doing <laughs> with your life? Ouch. Yeah, I love Okay, it. now, um, I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can DM him at uh, <laughs> TraceClowning.com. Oh I mean, like like he said, but he said he's joking about it, but it really kind of depends on your parents. Because there's some parents out there, they don't really care if their right. kids stay That's true. for a long time. They help them, but like... For me, like my grandparents were kind of like that. They want me to get my own place, but they were like, oh, well, if you just come stay with us, we can get a house. I'm mm -hmm. like, I understand that, but I want to do everything on my own because mm -hmm. I don't want to be the one when you're gone to be finding out who to ask questions. About. Right. I want to learn this all on my own because mm -hmm. at some point you want to be able to provide for your own self, be able to do everything by yourself. Mm -hmm. Ooh, man. Like I said, these people that's collecting money, they don't care about what you're going through in your life. They no, want they that don't. money on that date. No, they, you got <laughs> that right. Playing. They want this money. Yeah. And if you want to live, you better, like I said, get your finances in order and have the right mindset of moving out and being yeah. on your own because nothing's going to be easy. There's going to be times where you struggle, even mm -hmm. if you do have the money, but things can happen. So you have to be ready. That's my always thing. Mm -hmm. You have to be ready. Man. Okay. So we've talked about moving out. We've talked about getting your own spot. We've talked about jobs. We're going to dive into the next portion of um, what we call things that would cause us to say enough. You know, we know about the sometimes the job aspect of finding uh, or landing a job. You know, certain things that, you know, closed doors, you know, a lot of rejection letters, a lot of rejected emails that you know, cause people not to stop looking for jobs. Uh, same thing with looking for housing, apartments, or whatever the case may be, maybe even your own family dynamic. Um, but what is the one thing or things mm. <laughs> that are, uh, how should I say, no consequence? They're, I mean, not no consequence, but they are um, solidified deal breakers. Deal breakers. And the reason why I'm saying this because it's going to come right down your alley. And this is mm -hmm. dealing with relationships. What are the deal breakers in a relationship? Let's go. Ready for this, man? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I hope y'all ready for boy. this. I'm going to be spending a lot of game on this right now. Oh, boy. Okay, number one. Number one. When a person feels that you're everything to them. How do you feel about that? I mean, especially at least from what I'm going through right now, moving into a place, you're definitely going to know whether that stands or not. Because mm -hmm. if, if, if you're everything to them, it's going to show. Mm -hmm. It's definitely going to show. Those actions are definitely going to show, especially moving in with somebody. And I think just in terms of, you know, knowing if you're everything for someone, you should be thinking about that. I feel like constantly. Okay. That should never run out your mind. But the backside to that. Yeah. Or... You're everything to them, meaning you can't move without them. Oh, yeah. You can't breathe without them. And if you're never around, let's just say uh, you can't be gone for five minutes and all of a sudden their world has come, has come apart. How do you feel about that? Is, is that a, um, enough enough, to, you know, mm -hmm. where you can't, for instance, you can't hardly go to work. You know, you leave for work and the person just completely breaks down. Or you go to the store, you're going to 7-Eleven, no, you're going to go to Target to go grab uh, some Pampers or maybe some mm -hmm. men's products, and you yeah. can't even do that or have one of your boys at the house oh, yeah. for five minutes, and all of a sudden, 
mm-hmm. because they want all your time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Is that enough? <sighs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I will we, be honest. We dig it in. <laughs> I will be honest. In the beginning, you're always going to, at least for the men's side, we're always going to be like, okay, this is enough. <laughs> but then what I come to realize just over the years is being with Shay and everything, like you have to realize that that, that shows that they really mm-hmm. do care for you. So when they do that, yeah, it might be irritating, but you have to realize they might, that could be, she might think you're her only friend. Mm-hmm. So that's all she thinks okay, about. Okay, okay. So, that's one way to take it. Yeah. So, but then if it gets to the point where you feel like it's enough is enough, that's when you, I feel like you need to have that conversation with that significant other. Sit them down and tell them basically how much you mean, like how much you mean to them, how much you care for them. And I would say kind of like set the guidelines. You can't, you know, you can't go off on me if I'm going, like you said, to Walmart to get some guy products. It's not, you don't need to have me with you 24-7. <laughs> right. But what about that one? You know, because I, I know right now, somebody's listening right now or somebody who's watching and they're dealing with a situation where it seems like they cannot breathe. Um, their buddy can't even ask them, hey, let's go to the golf course right now and let's, mm. you know, let's shoot you know, uh, uh, or go to the pool house, let's go shoot some pool, uh, let's go to, you know, whatever that is, or there's a, um, a car show, let's mm-hmm. go to this car show, and they can't breathe because, or, or have any personal time, because, you know, the woman always wants a personal time, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay for them to go to the, you know, because they're going to get their hair done, yeah. they're going to get their nails done, they're going to get their feet done, and it's okay for them to go with the girls and go shoe shopping. Now, when but, you say that, okay, now so when you say that, what now, about when it's time for us to up, go? Hold up. How do you feel about that? Now, see, I'm going to tell you, at least from my I don't know how she is obsessed with you, but from my side, getting your hair done, getting your nails done, going to the store is not their time. <laughs> right? That doesn't count but as somebody, their time. But somebody's listening. Somebody's listening. Deals with this. So gonna, what yeah. you tell them? <sighs> Man. Mm-hmm. To be honest, that's not, for me, that's enough is enough right there because mm, that's true. To I me, that's not equal. You can't, you know, go do things on your own. Even to me, because going to get your hair done, to me, that's do, doing stuff on your own because mm-hmm. you really could say, come with me, mm-hmm. but you choose not to. So for, to me, that's, I feel you have to set boundaries upon that, you know, because there's times where we want to, it's not the fact that we don't want to be near them. We just want to exactly. have our time just to go exactly. hang out with them because we pretty much did our, dedicate our time to you. Right. Mm-hmm. 90, 99% of the time, I would say 1% of the time, we do get to hang out with our buddies and things like that. And usually we're not doing anything, you know, wild or crazy. It could just be, like you said, just going to play pool. Home Depot. Home Depot. Yeah, it really mine. is. Women out there think we're lying. Like, we could be going to clubs and stuff. Like, we really will go to Home Depot <laughs> right. and look at tools. And, and I'm like, good. Oh, I'm going to buy this. Like, that's literally what we'll do. And just hang out and chill just and do stuff like this mm-hmm. and just talk about life. Mm-hmm. That's literally all we'll do. And we don't, and honestly, at least for me, I don't need a lot of time. It's not like I need eight hours of that. It could be just three hours with my buddies. Mm-hmm. And then I come home and I'll be perfectly fine. But if I feel like I can't have that, then that's when I say enough is enough. We need to talk about this. Yeah. So the important thing that you just heard is number one, you have to be able to, number one, effectively communicate with your significant other. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whether you're the woman who's listening to this or you're the male who's listening to this, you need to be able to effectively communicate. And have a conversation because it needs to be equal, you know. So if you're the male or, or woman who's listening to this, there needs to be a point to where you are, let's just say, you're the woman, you're hanging with your ladies. But, but with that being said, 
that man should be able to allow time to hang with his boys or have some of that free time and understand that, yes, you're not going to always have the same uh, likes, the same hobbies and different things of that sort, which makes you all individuals. Um, but that doesn't mean that you're not together, but you're also individuals separately and apart from each other, though you're still together. So you have to understand that it has to be a, a give and take uh, where, you know, somebody's giving, somebody's taking, then somebody else's. Uh, given and the other one was per, uh, taken because again where one is weak another one's strong and then vice versa so there has to be um, you know some respect in that re- regard but it comes down to communication I'm yeah thinking. and at least for me like as far as the relationships I've had I always feel like the more you you're able to grow hanging out with your friends and coming back home the happier your life is going to be if you're always with each other I'm telling you it's never going to work I don't care what some of you Men, I'll say men too, but like mostly women who watch YouTube couples, they see them with each other all the time. But mm-hmm. you guys don't realize off the camera, I guarantee you those men are hanging out with their boys. They're not yeah, with yeah, their women yeah. every part of the day. Right. So the more you get the, you know, experience just being with other people, talking with them and then coming home, you're going to be more happier, you know, with each other. You know, n- each now, other. on the flip side of that, there is nothing with wrong. And I think it's a good thing when um, two people can come together and actually mm-hmm. enjoy a lot of things together, be able to do different things, go to functions together and all that kind of stuff. I think mm-hmm. that brings apart, brings together a bond. But there's also that time apart to where she can do the things that she would love to do with with uh, her girlfriends and he can do what he loves to do with, with his guy friends. But then there's a time when the two of them will enjoy some of the uh, similar things together. And then, you know, but then, the other side of that is this. Sometimes she may want him to do some things that he may not necessarily like, but she wants to spend time with him doing it. And at the same token, women, he's going to ask you to do some things that you might not like, that, but he wants you to spend time with him mm-hmm. doing his thing, all right? So there's got to be some give and take yeah. with that. I'm okay with that, too. I just want to say that. like, Oh, yeah. Oh, in my yeah. relationship, I'm fine with going with my girl to the nails. That's fine with me. I like to show that I care about what she likes to do too, because it makes it better for the relationship. So really next does. one, next one, next one, next one, next one. We we going whew, maturity. Mm, mm, <laughs> maturity. Mm, mm. Okay, That's the number one. I so, need. Okay, so maturity. So uh, there are men that, or and or women, mm-hmm. that are in a relationship, but their partner is struggling to mature. How do you, uh, what are your thoughts on that? For me, there, <laughs> I think there's no excuse. <laughs> For me, it's not even, you shouldn't, first of all, you should, I feel like you shouldn't be in a relationship with anybody Ooh, if they're not mature. There shouldn't be a coming time you should be telling your friends or family, I don't think he's mature enough. Then why are you with him in the first place? Mm. I'm not gonna, for me, I'm not going to date you. If I, I, that's why I take things slow when I, when I used to date people. Okay, so this podcast is officially oh, yes. over? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, like seriously, like I feel like, no, it's different now if you're dating them and it's been high school and things like that. But if you, I would say at least a sophomore in college and up, you should already be mature. I shouldn't have to go to you and say, like, why are you doing these things? Why are you going to parties acting like this? Like, you should be able to be mature when you go out. I should not have to act like I'm the father and you're just a little child. Mm. Like, mm. to me, that's that's not that's not attractive to me at all. 
or or, or she's the mother and you're yeah, the son. Exactly. It, mm. it's, and I will say this: there's a lot of men who play that part. Oh God, they really do. They they're the child and she's yes. the mother. Yes, I don't like that. I hate seeing that when I go out. And, and and I think what bothers me the most in is when you're dealing with immaturity, is regardless is is whether it's the woman or the man, mm-hmm. is when um, the the other person has to take on the ownership of being the the adult mm-hmm. in everything that they do. It, they have to be the adult in the finances. They have to be adult in the cleaning the house. They have to be the adult in the upkeep of the vehicles. They have to be adult in business. They have to be adult when they're out publicly, <laughs> you know, it, because somebody's always acting like a child. I, and, I don't understand that. Yeah, and it honestly, it honestly gets for both parties. It gets tiring for either or the so, men or the women. It gets really tiring. It has so when is that time. enough? <laughs> so it, you know, re- regardless of the person. Mm-hmm. You are in a relationship with whoever that is. Uh, what is the first sign in maturity that you say, "Hey, I'm good. I'm so good on this." I think it's very easy for me. I think it's when it comes to responsibilities. Mm. If like I meet you and you always are talking about paying your certain bills on time, and I'm like, "But you have a job." So what are you doing with your money? Mm. And if I had to come to you and do that, and I, I or if I ask you simple things like, "Can you do this for me?" Like, ah, I'll do it. This, I'll do it later. That's not, I already think in my head. I know what type of person I'm dealing with right now. <laughs> I already know. I already know. And a lot of things, at least nowadays, is a lot easier to show it than back in the day. I would say a lot of people show the immaturities early, mm-hmm. real early. Not even within a relationship. They just show just hanging out with you the way they deal with themselves. Mm. I think. I think for me, I I would say. Uh, my one thing, I'm, I'll just use this word, is laziness. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by laziness is it affects their timeliness in things. And this is, rela- for me, this is relationships across the board, you know. And the reason why I'm, yeah, we're, yeah, we've talked about, you know, a couple of relationships. But what about your guy relationships? Um, your other female relationships, relationships on your job, you know, relationship with a boss or, uh, uh, you know, maybe, uh, the place you go to worship at, you know, the church. Um, one, I, I, I think it, for me, it's laziness when you know what is right to do, but you're slowful at every, in every area of your life. You can never be on time. It's almost as if that when, uh, let's just say there's a function going on and you RSVP for the function, everybody knows you are not going to be on time. I, I, there's a problem with that, I, I think. But yet and still, if it's your job, you're on time for that. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if it's your, um, you know, if, if for instance, if I told, you know, there's, there, it's amazing how, um, like, for instance, I can sit here and tell, tell you right now, let's just say I've got keys to a Bentley right here, and I just need, you know, the first person that shows up at, you know, 3 o'clock and get these keys to the Bentley. Mm-hmm. How many people would... would all of a sudden, you can be on time for that. Yeah. But, you know, I but for relationships, that. you know, you and I's relationship, you can't be on time. Um, for us to go meet somewhere and, and have dinner, you can't be on time. For You know, that type of thing. I, yeah, I, those things I bother me. Yeah. Those, those things bother me. And I even like, I mean, I know it's kind of jumping to a different, like, little bit of a talk, but it's like, with just maturity, like, as far as, like, if I have to tell you to call somebody and you say, why can't you do it? <laughs> 
<laughs> I, that's, oh, literally, I, that's literally one of my pet peeves. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I say, can you call this person for me? I have to go in. And we both have well, the same why number. why can't you do it? <laughs> why you, for me, it's like, why are you scared? Like, what if I'm really not around? Like, what are you going to do? If you can't do that, then what are we, 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 there's no way we can be in a lit. Even just my friends. I, if I have to tell you to call someone and you, had, you want me to do it, then mm. we can't be friends. Because mm-hmm. I already know mm. what's going to happen. If, I'm, if I need help, you ain't going to do it. Mm. Um, which leads me to the next thing. Refusing to put in any effort in a relationship. And this is, re- so let's, let's, tra- let's talk about, you know, for instance, our relationship. And again, this, we're not going to take it all the way on couples mm-hmm. now. Ladies, yeah. I'm sorry. We, we yeah, didn't want to say it. But, but on relationships in general, you know, for somebody to put, not put in an effort, I'll just start with me. Um, if, if, um, if I see you constantly, or let's say I'm the one that's either calling you. Um, when I travel to, uh, your area, your place of residence, and it's me stopping by the visit. But you can all of a sudden say, hey, you know, I was just in that area, you know, I was going to call, but I wasn't sure if you were at home. Okay, that would be the whole point of calling. You know, say, hey, I'm in the area, are you around or whatever? And even if somebody's not home, you can still talk, right? So my thing is I've had to learn that when the relationship becomes one-sided, where I'm the one always putting in the effort to main re, uh, to maintain the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's a toxic relationship. That's just yeah. me. And I find that out early too. I'm not like I like I said. I kind of examine people when I when I just even mm-hmm. when I meet them when I'm around people. I kind of get a figure of like how they are in real life. Mm-hmm. So like like you said, I don't like that either. I don't like the excuse when people say, "Oh, I didn't know." Because I'm like, you have my phone number and everything for a reason. You have my address for a reason. There's no right. excuse why you couldn't say, "Hey, are you home?" Right. I don't like that excuse. It's like, you know, you, you, you what's what's seven digits, you know, uh, plus the area code. I mean, how hard is that? You know, especially in, you know, for the for those of you that are listening that are older, you you know, you know what it's like for the payphone. You know, mm-hmm. when you had to drop that quarter in the payphone and dial to see if somebody was home. And nowadays you have it at your disposal pretty much in your hip pocket, on your belt buckle, whatever case may be, uh, all the time. So, and a lot of times, most people's numbers, if you were to tell the truth, most people's numbers are in your phone. It's not even where you have to remember it. Now, the old days, I mean, we used to, you know, we talk about the car, the phone being smart now, but we've really dumbed us down. You know, back in the day, we used to, remember everybody's phone numbers up here. You'd have 30 phone numbers up here. Yep. Now it's like you can barely remember five off the top exactly. of your head. And sometimes <laughs> not even your own. <laughs> right? All right. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah that, that's, a, that's a deal breaker for me um, and when, when it's always one-sided. Yeah, because it's not even the fact that I'm trying to put, you know, my life in your hand. It's just the fact of what I think about is what if something happens, could I call them? Mm. Or will they pick up? If I know you're not going to pick up, we're probably not honestly going to be friends. I'm probably not going to have your phone number. <laughs> if I can't rely on you for anything, like, what's the point in being friends? Because to me, I, I don't take, I don't say anybody's just my friend. I'll mm-hmm. say that's my acquaintance. But right. if somebody's really my friend that I know, like, they're down with me, anything that happens, they got me. Or they, can, or they, they know they can call on you because yeah. you'll be there. Exactly. But they're never around for you. Exactly. Mm. Okay, like so let's get into this next one. This, mm-hmm. We're going to go to the next one. They don't challenge you. Mm. Yeah, that takes us right into it. So this one, they don't challenge you. When 
So what do you do when your partner, your significant other, or uh, a relationship, you know, your personal relationships, when you have, you say that they're friends per se, Mm -hmm. when they don't challenge you, that they don't inspire you to be or do better, uh, how do you feel about that? I feel like that goes into all the topics that we just went into. Because that, (laughs) honestly, the people that you hang around with is probably what you're going to be like. If I, I can't really I've never met somebody That has friends that do crack And they didn't turn out To be a crackhead <laughs> I just don't understand How it works That's true You know what I just saw I just saw I just saw, saw it, uh, A Facebook message Where somebody said It's amazing You know How uh, um, uh, People complain About the friends That they have That are crack addicts I'm like going, hmm, that sounds like you've been hanging around all the wrong yeah, circles. It's people. not even just crackhead. It's just like anything. You, If you have to complain about something that you're, all your friends are doing, that's what you're picking. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't be surprised. That's why when, you know, Shay asked me about my friends, she knows like the way I am is literally exactly how they are. Mm-hmm. They're not any different. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about topics like, you know, just being around their boys. They always wonder what we're doing. If I like something, that's literally what they like too. Or not friends. Mm-hmm. We'll be hanging out it has to be interest, you know, and, and even though though we were not going to not always have the same identical interest, mm-hmm. but at least the people that I prefer to have in my life are people that they don't challenge you like challenge your way of thinking, you know, exactly. like like as if to make you say, you know, feel like you're stupid, but they challenge you to do better or they're willing to help you achieve. But, you know, and here's my evidence. They're willing to help you achieve some of your dreams mm-hmm. or, you know, realize or help you get there. Um, which, you know, a real friend from me doing that to somebody else should be the same way. You shouldn't have people that are willing to help you realize your dreams, but then you're not there uh, to realize theirs. Yeah. Close out. And the, and the perfect example is that, like, Shay knows him, my best friend. He lives in Georgia right now. He's supposed to be moving down here next month. When, like, we were talking about being just done with everything, mm-hmm. not being able to do it. I was literally just like that just a couple months ago. I was like, I'm not going to, even with the Irvine job before I got it, he's like, you're going to get it. And I used to always think, no, I'm not going to get it. I'm never going to get it.